Welcome to the ParentLine Podcast, where we discuss the joys and challenges of modern parenting and explore how we as parents can give our children the best start in life. Hello and welcome to another podcast from ParentLine NI and today we're going to be talking about um, the cost of caring for children and um, childcare and I'm delighted to welcome Aoife Hamilton from Employers for Childcare. Hi Aoife. Hi Alan, great to be here. Thank, Thank you, you for the invite. You're welcome. Um, could we maybe start by uh, telling our listeners a little bit about Employers for Childcare and what your role is? Certainly. Well, my name is Aoife Hamilton and I'm the Policy and Information Manager at Employers for Childcare. So we are a charity and a social enterprise and we operate right across the UK. Many people will know about us through our childcare voucher mm-hmm. scheme. Yeah. So that helps parents to pay for childcare through their payroll. But the bit that I manage is our charity, which works directly with parents, childcare providers and employers. Mm-hmm. We would offer advice and guidance through our family okay. benefits advice team yeah. and we would do research policy and lobbying work. Okay, that's certainly a lot of stuff that that you're involved in. It's a busy in. team. <laughs> um, one of the things that, um, well, the the main topic that we're going to talk about is childcare, and I guess from a parent's perspective, why is childcare so expensive? Well, we know from the research that we do just how costly it is to deliver high quality mm-hmm. care. So we would do research with childcare providers as well. And what they would say is that they're facing increased costs with the national living and minimum wages, mm-hmm. pension obligations and rising costs right. for essentials. Yeah. So um, food, insurance and heating. And actually in our research last year, just about half of them reported that they were breaking even um, and others were making a loss. Okay. So it's not a sustainable situation and nobody wants a cut price childcare sector. Mm-hmm. So um, what we're advocating for and what the parents who talk to us are advocating for is investment from government. So okay. parents say they're getting a great service from their providers. Mm-hmm. But what we want is for government to recognise childcare as an essential part of our infrastructure that needs financial investment. And what are parents actually paying at the moment for, for their childcare? I mean, it's been a while. I've got two teenagers, so it's, it has been a while since I've had to pay anything. So what is the, the sort of overall cost at the moment? It's really timely you're asking that at the moment. I'm in the middle of the summer holidays when yeah. we know parents' mm-hmm. costs are going up. But we do research every year. And this year we published the 10th annual Northern Ireland okay. Childcare Survey. So we would chart the cost of childcare here. And what we find is that um, last year, the average cost of a full-time childcare place was £166 per week and that's per child and Mm -hmm. that adds up to over £8,600 a year. So that's just the cost of a full-time place. Now we know that families may be spending different amounts so if for example they've got more children Mm -hmm. depending on the age of their children so for teenagers it might just be out of school care for younger children perhaps it is full-time formal care Mm -hmm. Um, and it can also vary depending on where they live across Northern Ireland but the average is about £100 £137 a week Mm -hmm. but that rises to almost £180 where the parent is just using formal childcare. There's a lot of numbers. I would put it in context by saying last year over two thirds of parents um, told us that the childcare bill was either their highest or second highest monthly wow. outgoing and yeah. for a third it was it's more than their mortgage and I know I couldn't afford to pay two mortgages no I certainly couldn't afford childcare now um in terms of um I mean when our two needed childcare I mean we really struggled my husband and I and 
you know, I would have gone part time or he would have gone part time and we would have sort of um, tried to work in, you know, um, childcare so that we could be there ourselves. I mean, how are parents coping at the moment and especially lone parents? It's a very familiar picture that you describe. And, you know, we would talk about the juggling act, really, yeah. that that many um, parents are facing. Mm-hmm. And as you say, it can be more difficult for lone households. Um, it can be a constant challenge, you know, day to day. Who's doing the nursery drop off today or the doctor's appointment or who's attending the meeting at school and the use of childcare um, within a family it can depend on whether that family has access to maybe other family members mm-hmm. even to friends who can help so we would find that um, the majority of parents who complete our sur- survey tell us that they are combining formal and okay. informal childcare yeah. to try and help um, access care and also to manage the cost but for some parents that's just not available mm-hmm. um, and it can be a greater challenge if you're in a lone parent household mm-hmm. because you maybe don't have a partner to um, sort of share the load with um, so last year we find that 63% of lone parent households told us that they were spending more than a fifth of their household income mm-hmm. on childcare and that compares to 50% overall so it is a significant increase mm-hmm. and about the same amount reported having to cut back or go without to meet their childcare bill and that's not just on luxuries yeah. that's on things like food, yeah. heating, electricity mm-hmm. and then over half of lone parents told us that they are using means other than their income to pay for childcare so that could be dipping into their savings which is storing Mm -hmm. up financial problems for the future Mm -hmm. and using credit cards where they're not paying off the full amount or even payday loans and ultimately well exactly and ultimately what it means is that for some parents particularly in lone parent households the the sums don't add up and they're having to consider cutting their hours or coming out of the workforce. Um, You were saying about um, childcare in school holidays and as you know Northern Ireland has a huge uh, school holiday especially during the summer with eight weeks. Um, I mean how are parents coping? Um, My husband works from home so I I know that that there's someone in the house but how are uh, both parents if they work um, coping with getting childcare? Families tell us that this is a real challenge for them. Yeah. Um, part of it is accessing care, so care yeah. that's maybe um, long enough to suit um, working parents. So some summer schemes, for example, you know, might be from ten to four. And for mm. others, it's the cost is the big yeah. challenge. So about half of the parents who responded to our survey and have school aged children told us that their costs do go up during the long summer yeah. holiday. And we do we have the longest holidays of any part of the UK. Yeah. So I suppose we would be quite practical in this, and um, mm-hmm. we would give. Um, really three pieces of advice so the first thing is do shop around um Mm. make sure you have a look see what's on in your local area it might be that your council or local sports clubs or churches are offering some summer schemes um family support ni website can be useful because it lists all registered childcare. Mm -hmm. so go there have a look shop around i would say if maybe you're not in a situation your husband is in somebody working from home speak to your employer because sometimes a little bit of flexibility perhaps around your starting hours or when you're finishing can make a real difference in a working Mm -hmm. parent's life and the third thing is to remember you're not alone so organizations um like ourselves you know there's the parent line there's also mm-hmm. employers for child care's family benefits advice service so we have a free phone helpline it's 0800 
028-3008 and our specially trained advisors can tell parents exactly what support they're entitled to yeah. even if they're working families are usually entitled yeah. to some support and um, we can do that calculation for you that is fantastic especially having someone on the other end of uh, a line to do the calculations i think that's one thing that peop- uh, families struggle with knowing uh, how much they're entitled to and the benefit system seems to be um a minefield is that you, you just don't know where to go. It's a really complex landscape at the moment. So we would say to anybody, just take the help that's out there, get advice and just don't be worrying about making these decisions on your yeah. own. Some of the um, the, the working mums that, that I have spoken to for the years um, have said that, you know, they have had to um, reduce their hours. Um, so that they could look after their child because they couldn't find um, appropriate childcare. I mean, is that impacting on their future work prospects or their career prospects? Have you looked at that? Absolutely. So this is something that parents regularly tell us and it's something that we would chart through our annual research. Um, So it's a common theme from the parents Mm -hmm. that we speak to. And we do find that disproportionately it impacts on women. So last year we found that one in five mothers told us that they had decreased their hours of work or left work altogether. And that compared to just 6% of fathers who responded to the survey. So I think when we're we're looking into this, it's really the voices of parents that can be the most Mm -hmm. powerful in uh, sort of setting the scene here and highlighting the difficulties in combining work and childcare. So Mm -hmm. we had one mother who told us as a single parent, I had to leave work because I couldn't afford formal childcare. We had another who was worried about the prospect of this. She said, I'm currently employed in a professional position but I would be better off financially to work part-time evenings or weekends in a lower paid job than pursue a career. And somebody else was saying, we're having to consider my husband taking a career break or leaving work or going part-time because it just makes more sense financial sense to us as a mm-hmm. family and for some families they their choice will be that one parent stays at home mm-hmm. and that is absolutely something that we would support if that is their choice mm-hmm. but really what we're camping campaigning for is um, for families not to feel like they have no options yeah. and to feel like um they they really are forced to leave the workforce or sacrifice their career and that's why we need investment in this vital sector yeah um I mean, why do you think it it is the case that, you know, parents are having to make that that choice of coming out of the workforce? Because obviously when they go back, they're not going to be on the same level again. I mean, what other things can uh, can employers do to to help their their staff? There's actually a lot that employers can do to support um, their employees. And some of it will be making sure that there are policies in place and communicating that to staff. But a lot of it is also down to culture. Um, it's it's not enough to have a policy yeah. or um, a procedure if people feel like they can't come and talk to somebody who's got a sympathetic ear. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it might be just for a period of time, like the summer holidays, yeah. that um, a working parent might need a bit more flexibility. In other situations, um, a parent might come and want a longer term arrangement. And what's very clear from the research is that this is good for employers as well as good for their staff. So it can help to recruit and retain um, really vital staff members, keep um, you know, organisational memory um, within the company mm-hmm. and getting a more diverse talent pool as well. So we would do the annual family friendly employer yes, awards. Uh-huh. It's something that we want to do to really celebrate and recognise employers who go above and beyond. Mm-hmm. But then each year we would also do a workshop because we know it can be challenging. Um, maybe some 
particularly smaller companies might look at what bigger employers are doing and think, well, we can't offer yeah, that. can't afford that. Or Absolutely, they're worried about that. And actually, there's a lot they can do. Mm-hmm. Even small things like um, offering access to employers for childcare's family benefits advice service, yeah. getting the team in to deliver an outreach session. Mm-hmm. Um, this can all go a long way, both to identifying support for parents, but also showing that you're an employer that values mm-hmm. uh, your staff and recognises that they've got a life outside of the workplace. I mean, I think those awards are fantastic because it would certainly encourage employers to, to help parents a little bit more. Um, I, I did research a while ago and it was looking at um, parents who had children with disabilities. And what they said to me was a lot of them um, were having to come out of work or reduce their hours because they couldn't find suitable childcare for their, their child with a disability. Are you finding that? And you know what more can be done to, to help parents like that? Again, this is something that our research has found as well. So we do hear from parents who've got a child with a disability. Mm-hmm. And it's why we're calling for a childcare system that's accessible for everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, so we know that for those families, there are challenges, not just around accessing childcare that suits their child's individual needs, but also paying for it because that care can perhaps be more um, expensive. So there's a, a number of difficulties there for families. Um, one of the things that we have welcomed is the government's recognition of this mm-hmm. in making extra provision for those families through tax-free childcare, which is a form of support that can pay up to £4,000 per year um, if a child has a disability to support with the parents' childcare costs. But that's just one um, form of support and Mm -hmm. really what we need is something a bit more holistic um, and support for childcare um, for children with disabilities needs to be included Mm -hmm. in any future childcare strategy here and we've also got to support our childcare providers to deliver that service Mm -hmm. confidently and affordably so if anybody is listening and has a child with a disability again it's something that they can contact our team and discuss because there may be support available for them not just with their childcare costs but more broadly and we're here to help yeah, that's brilliant. Um, this may actually, this brings me on to another question and it may be a little unfair to ask this of you, but why do you think we don't value childcare in this country? I mean, the last um, childcare strategy that we had was back in 1999 um, and with we have no government at the moment. So how can we move things forward? How can we ensure politicians take childcare seriously? I think that's a really interesting question and probably what I'd go to the start um, of what you were saying and I would say I think as a society that we do value childcare Mm -hmm. Um, so our parents for example who respond to our survey are telling us about how critical the service is and and, you know how great the quality is of a lot of the service that they're getting Mm -hmm. Um, but as you went on it's the government investment that really we need to see that we need to call for Uh, and I would agree with you it's incredibly frustrating so this Mm -hmm. year in our 10th annual research report we um, wrote in the forward to that research about the um, how a childcare strategy was long overdue Mm -hmm. we'd actually taken that line from the very first research report in our series so we're now (laughs) 10 years on and saying exactly the same thing and it's Mm -hmm. even more overdue it's so frustrating for parents and for childcare providers so I think you're right where we need to see the value coming from Mm -hmm. is from government from politicians recognizing that childcare is a vital part of our infrastructure Mm -hmm. so um economically you know we need our roads and we need our schools our health system education all of that helps give our children the best start in life but also helps um our working parents to get Mm -hmm. out to work to stay in the workforce and childcare should be right up there as part of that infrastructure Mm -hmm. so um 
there may culturally have been an expectation in the past that one parent did stay at home to look after the kids. Typically, that was mum. We don't find that that's the case anymore for a lot of families. So Mm -hmm. financially, both parents maybe have to be out and earning. Mm -hmm. But also there's a recognition there that um, for parents, they want to advance in their careers and and progress and contribute economically. So... What we were encouraged by was at the launch of our research recently, and uh, we had politicians from all parties and from all levels, so MPs, okay. MLAs and local councillors, who I think because of the work as suppose organisations like ourselves, like um, CINE would do, um, mm-hmm. and members of the Child Care for All Coalition yeah. really raising this issue, mm-hmm. um, they were saying, we are going to do something about this. So watch this space yeah I know because um, a a lot of people would come up to me and say well how come there's free childcare in England but there's it doesn't translate over here do you think that's something that may happen in the future if we get a a government up and running again? It's a great point. It's something that we hear from parents both through our research and um, from Callers to our helpline. Yeah. They're looking across and saying, well, if I was in England, yeah. I would be getting 30 hours of free childcare. Why can't we get something similar here? So I do think that politicians are certainly looking at that scheme. Mm-hmm. We would need to learn from how it's been implemented across the water. Yeah, I think um, there's been some problems, hasn't there? With we the need to make sure that if we bring in a scheme like that here, and we would certainly advocate for greater support yeah. for working parents, we need to make sure it's properly funded so it's sustainable mm-hmm. for childcare providers to deliver so we want to make sure that there's no risk of childcare providers finding that there's a funding shortfall yeah. in delivering this scheme um, so we think there's a lot of learning out there there are practical ways that we can implement schemes here that will help working parents but also will help childcare providers and we've got an opportunity um, to do that and I mm-hmm. think we need to make sure that we don't fall further behind other yeah. parts of the UK. Yeah, I know it would be drastic if we did fall further behind. Um, so to finish, Aoife, could you maybe go over the help that is available um, to, to parents that are looking for, for childcare? Certainly. First thing I would say is it's a complex landscape. Yeah. So I can go <laughs> over some of the help, but I would yeah. advise anybody listening yes, to call Yes, I suppose um, people have individual circumstances and stuff. That's yeah. right. So mm-hmm. if you were looking for childcare, the first thing to do is go to the Family Support NI website okay. um, because that lists all registered childcare provision in Northern Ireland. So would, would that be groups as well as... Um, individuals as well that yes. are registered so there okay. would be a whole range there and the important thing is to do that because you can typically only get financial support with your childcare if you're using a registered childcare provider oh right so they wouldn't get help if say it was your um your your parents that that was um that's you know, your right. grandparents that were doing it so they wouldn't be able to do that then that's right or even you know we know that there are maybe unregistered child minders out there so mm-hmm. make sure you go to that website okay. and find a child minder or day nursery yeah. or out of school provision that is registered okay and then there are a number of different forms of support so um this will all depend on a parent's circumstances mm-hmm. how much they're paying on childcare what their household income is yeah. um but schemes would include tax-free childcare okay. where um both parents or one parent in a lone parent household do have to be working um, Mm -hmm. to receive that scheme and they can get up to 20% of their childcare costs paid for. Then there's the childcare voucher scheme which Mm -hmm. many parents will be aware of um, which is implemented through your employer's payroll. Mm -hmm. And then we've also got tax credits and universal credit which is replacing um, the the tax credit system. So um, given that there are these various forms of support um, some of them cannot be used alongside other forms of support. Okay, it really is a complex. So it sounds so so complicated, yes. um, but it's great that you have a, a support for parents to, to call. 
And we would advise parents, even if you've called us before or you think you know what's best for you, mm-hmm. call us regularly. So if your circumstances change or sometimes I'll say it's a bit like your MOT, getting your car serviced yeah, once a year, yeah. pick up the phone, make a call um, and find out if you're still in the best form of support for you. So last right. year we identified on average for, for families who contacted us about £3,500 of financial support. So that was including okay. support with childcare, but also maybe other benefits or entitlements for the household. So it really is worth yeah. picking up the phone and making that call. Definitely. That's actually something that I think would be really helpful um, for parents listening, especially um, like doing an MOT to do it once a year in case something changes within their circumstances. Absolutely. So even as your children maybe get older, you might be progressing from using full time childcare into using out of school. So your costs might go down and a different form of support might be better for you. Or if you have a new child, you move house, no matter what, Mm -hmm. make sure one of the things on your list is call the Family Benefits Advice Service and get a calculation for your family that is brilliant listen Ifit, thank you so much for coming in today and sharing with us all the the um, challenges that parents face in terms of childcare. thanks for the opportunity Alan. thank you thanks everyone for watching and listening to another parent line podcast please remember to subscribe and i'll see you again soon bye